end up having two speakers this morning. Uh, it's going to be Paul and it's going to be Drew. And I just want to introduce and have us welcome here in just a second, Paul Redman. Man, he really cleans up well, too. I'll tell you what. Wow. Mighty, powerful man of God that's deep, goes deep, deep, deep. His spiritual roots go very, very deep. He has insight into the Word. I have had many, many conversations, Paul and I, and they always start out ridiculously funny. This guy's done stand-up comedy and then it always turns into much spiritual depth before we're finished. So I just encourage you to welcome to this platform, Paul Redman. I'm really excited. Um, so when I was praying about what message to bring. The Lord brought me to Nehemiah 8.10, a message about joy. Sweet. Sounds easy enough. Let's do it. I thought about it for a minute. I was like, Lord, Valley Church is one of the happiest places on earth. Do you want me to preach to the choir? The Lord says, I want you to pour gasoline on the fire. <laughs> I, oh, hold on here, hold on here. Looking for somebody who can read. It's Idaho, give me a minute. Socorro, I love you. Can I pick on you? In Jesus' name. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. God bless you, and I love you all, especially my pastors and my pastors' women. I love you guys. Socorro. Oh, no, 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 no. Can you tell me what that says? It says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Um, I, I, no, I, I didn't, I couldn't, I, could, I couldn't hear you. Could you say that again? Oh, <laughs> for the Lord, oh, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The what of the Lord is your who? Strength. The joy. The joy, the joy. Socorro, thank you. I think this is going to be an exciting message. Um, I want to give a little bit of context, though, because this is a verse that we all know really well. We know of it. We have it, you know, yeah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. But what was going on at that time? Israel was in a really bad place. They'd been for several years. They uh, had turned their back on God, and they were scattered. But in Isaiah, it was prophesied that a remnant would return one day to Jerusalem and God's people would be restored and his land. Now, Nehemiah, everyone say, the governor, had just finished rebuilding the temple and the city walls. They were holding a special ceremony to rededicate themselves to God. Um, Nehemiah, Ezra, the Levites, they were reading God's word, the law, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible in its entirety to the people and explaining it as they went so the people could understand. And the people would not stop weeping. Why were they so sad? Maybe it was one of those, uh, 
Man, we're gonna have to stop our partying days and start following the law. Maybe. <laughs> Why did the prodigal son weep when he approached his father? Because he knew that there was a way his father wanted him to live, and he was not living in that way. And I think the Israelites, when confronted with truth, I think it maybe dawned on them just how badly they missed the mark. I think they felt the weight of God's goodness. He knew their sin, and he still welcomed them in. I looked up the Hebrew word for strength. It means safety and protection. It's interesting because, again, Nehemiah had just finished rebuilding the city walls, which, of course, would have provided physical safety and protection against their enemies. And so I wonder if maybe the people had a few things in their mind. I wonder if maybe they had a little bit of, like, what we would call Christian guilt. You look around at all the blessings, all the benefits, and yeah, you, you feel thankful enough. But we stop just shy of joy. Subconsciously, I think people sometimes um, think their guilt is their strength. As long as God knows how guilty I feel, maybe he will save me. Maybe then he'll protect me. As long as he knows that I know that he knows how bad of a person I used to be, maybe then he'll forgive me. Well, let's go back to the prodigal son. What did his dad say? Cheer up, mate. All's well. Now it's time for supper. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's pretty similar to what Nehemiah said. Uh, Linda, can we put Nehemiah uh, nine eight nine? There it is. Who was the governor? I don't think that was the part I was talking about. It might still be there. I think it was. There we go. He said to them, Go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. Hold on, hold on. Send portions for those whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord. Do not sorrow. I get it. You feel horrible for the things you've done, you've sinned. You've done things you don't want your mom to know about. Cheer up, mate. I forgive you. You are loved. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah released joy over the people. He spoke prophetically, and he released joy. He saw what needed to happen. The Lord spoke it to him, and he released what needed to happen over the people, and it was joy. It was joy. They'd been fighting their battles for a long time on their own, and it was joy. 
I had this dream. It's a, it's a recurring dream. This is the part I'm really excited to tell you guys about. I was I loved when Christy mentioned, uh, you know, all the different instruments and people are all like different instruments. And, you know, I'm, I'm a, a little bit weirder than I think maybe most people um, in general. But I feel like God wants me to share this. Um, it's a recurring dream where this creepy little demon robot thing, um, I'm always fighting it and I always die in the end. Um, so the Lord gives me this dream about a week ago and, you know, wake up and, oh, great. I'm here again. But something different happened. I was, something welled up inside me and I was just overwhelmed with joy. And it was a choice to act on that joy, but it just welled up in me. And I didn't know what to do. I did what anybody would do. I got up on my bed and I started jumping. (laughs) Woo! Yeah! Yeah! Like a psycho. This is where the dream gets really good, though, because Sarah comes up. All I have to do is make eye contact with her, and you know, I can't talk her into any bad ideas. She has discernment and wisdom. It won't happen. I make eye contact with her. She hops up there. Now we're locked arms, and we're just giggling. We're cackling. The joy of the Lord is just, like, overwhelming. Hold on. I casually notice that little guy. He's over there on my floor. Who cares? We're just jumping. We are unstoppable. That thing can't touch me. Not with this joy. Like, it's just like melting away. I go over and I pick it up like a plaything. And I'm I'm sincerely amused. And it it looks at me. It's terrified. Somebody said that. One of you, one of these guys just said. And it's terrified, and it's looking at me, and it's, it's confused as well. And I'm just, I'm like, what on earth? And it just starts shriveling, and it kind of shrinks. I lose interest. I toss it back on the floor and wake up. How many times have I tried to fight that battle on my own? How many times have I been in that spot where I'm battling my sin, where I'm battling my relationship with my wife? I mean, in this dream specifically... I've tried machine guns, I've tried machetes, tried lighting the thing on fire, it's small, I threw it against the wall, I tried stepping on it, I tried praying in Jesus' name more than once. You know what I found? It's not my good ideas, it's not my intellect, it's not my creativity, it's not how determined I am. My strength is not even my spirituality, the joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my heavy artillery. It's my advanced weaponry. Now, I know the guys can relate to this. It's going to seem a little weird. Hear me out. You'd have discussions with your friends. Who would win in a fight? A grizzly bear or a crocodile? Like a really big one. Maybe in like a foot of the water, you know, so the stakes are even. Who would win? A T-Rex or Chuck Norris? I ask you this question. Who would win in a fight? Joy or addiction? Who would win in a fight? Joy or that shame that you've been carrying for that thing that was done to you that you had no control over? Joy or losing your patience with your kids? (laughs) Ha ha! 
McKenna. <laughs> Who would win in a fight, Joy or some creepy, evil little robot thingy from your past or your present or later this afternoon? So, um, Linda, there was that last uh, really, oh, there it is. <laughs> she even... You guys, I want to release joy over you today. I feel it. I feel it in this room, and I feel it in a lot of your hearts. I just want to release it and speak it over to you. Not regular joy, though. J-O-T-B-J. Who knows what that is? Pastor Lynn, (laughs) I think he's on to it. Jumping on the bed, joy. (laughs) If you want joy, I invite you to stand up at the expense of looking a bit ridiculous. (laughs) And let's J-O-T-B-J this thing. Holy Spirit, I speak joy over your people. I speak insane joy and melt away every pain every sin in dark places on the count of two just because it happens sooner than three one two jump for joy (laughs) it all melts away the enemy stands no chance Versus what God puts in you. It will burn away. It will melt away. I pray joy. I pray jumping on the bed joy over this house, over this family. Praise Jesus. That's all I got. (laughs) Oh. Oh, man, what a powerful word, huh? Let me tell you, uh, oh, that was, that was awesome. Paul, thank you so much for that word. Let me tell you just how poor I am at mid-service. Pastor Tim was sick this morning, so I'm filling in, and I forgot offering. So we're going to take a, just a really short, <laughs> short, and I had two announcements to make, offering and two announcements. If everyone would stand and just, we're going to read a really quick declaration. Are you ready? (laughs) As we joyfully give this morning, as I give my offering today, I declare that God is powerful. Through Him, I can change the world. Nothing can separate me from His love. I will tell nations of what He has done. How He made me is amazing. I was designed for worship. My mouth establishes praise to silence the enemy. Everywhere I go becomes a perfect health zone. And with God, nothing is impossible. If you would come very quickly. To... <laughs> Father, I just thank you for, that, for, for the word, for the amazing word that has just been brought forth through Through my friend Paul, I pray that you would continue to bless him. (laughs) 
And I just thank you for the gift this morning, for each giver. And I speak blessings of joy over this entire congregation right now. As, I, one more thing, the one, there is one more thing, the 14th, two Sundays away, we're going to end up taking the offering, receiving the offering for food baskets for Thanksgiving. So if you would all begin to save, begin to prepare, begin to pray for what the Lord's put on your heart for us to be able to buy as many baskets as possible to bless as much of our community as possible with food boxes for Thanksgiving. And tonight, you don't want to forget to come to the church tonight for Light the Night, where we become a light in the darkness. And now... Are you ready for round two? Then I want to welcome to this platform, and I want to valley welcome for Drew Brodeen. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) This this is a, 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 a man of God, a veteran to the pulpit. He's not a beginner. So there's going to be a little extra pressure on him. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> just say, I'll just thank you and say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Use Drew today that your anointing will be on him. He will be speaking what you have put in him from his heart and spirit. I just thank you. I just praise you. And I bless this mighty man of God. Amen. Amen. Whew. Man, we've gone through a journey this morning. <laughs> It just keeps coming in waves. There's part of me that's like, man, do, what, what do I have to say now, Lord? Is there, do I need to change it up? Do I just need to start hopping up here or what? But, uh, man, I, don't watch the clock. Okay, cool. Good to know. Okay, we're going to be in here for a while then. Great. I have permission. No, um, man, there is always more in Christ. There's always more in Christ. And so I'm excited to share a little bit with, this, with you guys this morning. Um, I just... I was praying even as we're going through this whole journey this morning, if the, the Lord was just going to do something wild or if he wanted me to stay on course, but I feel like we're staying on course a little bit. So um, I want to talk to you guys this morning about the fight for faith, the fight for faith, okay? Um, Linda, I'm going to be putting up uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 if you want to get that clocked up. Um, but man, I just got to pause before I get into it. Just say how, how amazing this church is. Um, I loved, I was a part of Friday night, the men's barbecue and Tim, uh, just sharing a, a word just in preparation for um, community, and Rick, just sharing a word of, of just encouraging our brethren. My gosh, I just feel like seeing all of these amazing kids and parents up here talking, I, I feel like pastor could just call on pretty much anybody in this church, and they could come up here and just start going off. So praise God and amen for that. That's for sure. Some of you guys are silent. You don't receive that word. I understand. But um, God is good to be able to speak through his people. And I'm just so grateful for the the men and women of this church and how many of you guys can testify to the goodness of God on a given basis. That does not come easily. And so we are blessed as a community to have that. Um, So so when I, I talk this morning, I want to talk to you guys. I said the fight for faith. Um, I want to be vulnerable with you guys about just the journey that my family is going for, uh, going through right now. 
um, share a little bit of a life update with you all because it's my thought, my expectation that we're not the only ones. And so my hope this morning is that I can let you guys know that we're in this with you. We're fighting this fight of faith together. Um, it's a journey that we as believers get to go on in unity, um, right? And you and I can be going through the same exact thing. And so hopefully my story, our story, my wife and I, and what we're kind of navigating right now will be encouragement to you as we kind of dissect the word along with it. So um, what I wanted to say is uh, just life update. So, so my wife and I both work. Um, we have two little kids that we are blessed with, Addie and Eli, two and uh, two and a half in like 10 months, and they are the best bundles of joy. But um, since we have become parents, um, there's been this growing desire in my family's heart for my wife to be home, okay? Um, and so we're navigating this fight for faith right now and what that looks like. So other note on top of that is Katie, uh, this past fall, started in VSSM. And praise God for VSSM. My gosh, what I've seen um, God do within our family through this ministry, and specifically her, I, <laughs> I could not be more grateful for what God is doing. So I just want to thank our, our pastors, Pastor Rick specifically. Praise God for this ministry, um, for what I've seen it done for my family, and I know many others. It's been such a gift. Um, so anyways... Every Thursday night, Katie goes, um, she goes straight from work and goes to VSSM. And so uh, we always try to talk on the phone. I'm at home trying to navigate the kids, keep them managed while I have headphones in and I'm trying to talk to her and we're trying to have a great conversation and it is always interesting. <laughs> but there's uh, about a month ago now, Katie calls me on the phone and she's like, man, I just really feel like the Lord is stirring my heart more and more that I need to be home with these kids. Um, and I'm on board, uh, and that, that is kind of how the conversation ended. And VSSM can go like three hours, four hours, five hours, who knows how long. Um, it can go a while. And so Katie ends up calling me on our way home. This is 10 p.m., and I'm starting to get groggy. And right away, she's just impassioned and full of energy and just like, oh, my gosh, God did so much good tonight. I had this amazing conversation with Laura Allen, and it was so incredible, and she was so encouraging to me. And had prayer and all these people, and I just feel like God was just affirming, I need to be home. I need to be home with the kids, and I feel like he's going to do it at the start of the new year. And I would love to say that my initial feeling was like the Holy Spirit came down in my home, and I started speaking in tongues, and <laughs> the Lord just comes down. But um, to be honest, I have to be vulnerable <laughs> and kind of repent with you guys. Katie is there pouring her heart out to me on the phone. I'm just kind of sitting there shocked, just silent. <laughs> like, how in the world are we going to navigate this in the next three months? What, how in the world is the Lord going to make something so wild happen in our lives? And especially as a man of the house, I'm thinking through our finances, I'm getting through all of the realistic things of how do we make up the, the money and what are the ways that God's going to do this? And initially, it's just doubt and fear and all these things that are just encapsulating me. Um, and so I share that with you guys vulnerably because it's my expectation that many of us are going through journeys of faith. Reasons that we have to fight time and time and time and time again for our faith to stay true to it. And, and since that happened about a month ago now, um, the Lord has certainly provided avenues. There's a lot of hope for us as a family, I'll say. But nothing has been sorted out yet. And Katie just had an amazing year-end review, year review, really, with her uh, employer. 
and they're praising her and saying all these amazing things, and you're going to get a raise and all this awesomeness. We just love you. You're, um, the people are so grateful for you. We don't want you to ever leave, and that was an awesome conversation to hear in the midst of this. <laughs> but um, what was, what was uh, crazy was she, um, Katie just felt stirred to start sharing with her that this is a possibility, and she's like, all right, well, we would love to have a three-month notice, um, which I don't know how we were going to navigate that, but so now we're already at the point where we're like, okay, do we need to come up with a resignation letter? And we're still in the midst of <laughs> figuring out exactly how it's going to come together. So I just want to say we're with you in this if you're battling the same journey. And, and what I've come to realize over the last month is that when we're in these seasons of faith, there, there's essentially two paths we can take. Um, kind of the path that I initially took of fear. There is, uh, and, and, and I want to say this about fear. Because the enemy can, can scheme so much in our lives, right? He tries to mask fear with comfort, right? It's, it's actually, if you just control it, if I can just think through every avenue of how I'm going to make this work, and if I can just stay up at 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. and think through every possibility of this circumstance, then somehow I'm going to figure it out, right? I don't know if you ever do that, but that can be me. <laughs> Waste a lot of time at night thinking through wild things, wild dreams even, as Paul kind of shared. Maybe that, <laughs> that's the demons I'm wrestling. But uh, we can find ourselves in these positions where we're wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And all it really becomes exposed to be is the enemy con- uh, cloaking control and comfort for crippling anxiety, right? It's just anxiety through and through. And so um, I, I found that that's an avenue that we can take or the opposite, which obviously I'm talking about fighting for faith, right? And so what, what, what I see is just this imagery of, of us in our own power trying to fight the battles of our own. And we come up to obstacles like this, reasons for faith, um, addiction, you know, if we're dealing with illness or disease, if we're dealing with marital issues, we come up to them in control and, and concern and anxiety. And you and I just start to see this mountain. I like to picture the sawtooth mountains with inversion happening. So you can't even see the top. Um, so it just feels like this mountain that how in the world are we ever going to climb? And we get to this place where we don't even want to take a step forward. Whereas the opposite side and where I am fighting this journey um, with my family is we take the hand of Jesus, right? And all of a sudden, what ends up happening is that mountain quickly transforms before our eyes into a measly little hill. <laughs> and you and I start to take step in step with Jesus up that hill to make our way to the, the realities of our faith, to the pursuits that we've been desiring in Jesus, right? That's the journey we get to choose. So I, I want to I break down faith for you real quick um, because I think, man, this is a powerful thing for us to understand what faith is. So faith, um, faith is really just the expression of our belief that God is who he says he is, right? So if God is something, um, then we can believe it. If we don't, then we don't believe him to be that. So I'll break it down this way. God is faithful, right? If he is faithful, if we believe that he's faithful, um, then we can have faith that he is faithful, and it's this cyclical thing, right? God is faithful, we have faith. He is faithful, we have faith. It's a recurring thing time and time again from generation to generation. We've seen it in our families. We've seen it in our grandparents, maybe in our parents. We've seen it in our past. 
That's how we continue to see it in our present. And faith, having, having faith in, in our circumstances, to me is, um, it's an encouragement for you and I to continue to strive for something more. Why, I, I started to think about it this way. Why, why would we pray to God for something if we didn't believe it was possible, Right? As, as a father, my two-year-old, why in the world would she come to me every five seconds and ask me for a treat unless she knew that I was capable of producing it, right? <laughs> Always asking for a treat. Um, and so in the same way, we as believers have faith. We have knowledge in God. As we grow closer to him, we continue to understand that he is a faithful God. He doesn't change, Right? And if so, then we continue to grow in an understanding as we have relationship with him that if he's been faithful once before, he's going to be faithful again. And so we grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow in that understanding of who God is. And that's why I think, um, Linda, if you want to put it up in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not yet see. Uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence. Oh, you got it. For, oh, man, you are that good. Incredible. Confidence and assurance. These are some big words for us to, to chew on, right? And something when we're facing fear, it's a difficult thing for us to navigate a true comprehension of this. But let me, let me tell you this. We only have confidence when we have trust that God is who he is and that we can hope in him. We have assurance that God is who he says he is. And therefore, what we do not yet see will be our reality, right? It's what keeps us striving. It's what keeps us fighting day after day after day after day is when we grow in relationship with him, especially when we've gone through trials. When you and I, I don't know if you've been in that place before, but if you've been in a season where you've gone through a trial and you've seen the faithfulness of God in your life, it stirs on more faithfulness, right? It's the same way as Paul is talking about, if you've experienced the joy of the Lord, it's so much easier for us to step back into the joy of the Lord, right? To get back on the bed and jump around a little bit more. <laughs> um, I love that, Paul. That was so good. <laughs> but anyways, um, it's, it's so encouraging to me um, when you and I have opportunities. That's, that's what I want to explain to you guys this morning. If you're in the same boat as, as we are as a family, what God has shown me is this is an opportunity, this is a blessed opportunity for us to grow in faith in this season. Because um, it's only through opportunities and trials that we have the ability to step forward and take another step up a mountain and grow in strength with Jesus, right? If I don't have any hills, any hurdles, then how am I going to go in strength? How am I going to grow in confidence unless I've gone on a journey with the Lord? Um, so so I, I wanted to... Um, I'll keep it. I'll keep it brief. We're already hit, we're already hitting twelve. I wanna I wanna share just one more testimony with you guys about the goodness of God um, in my personal life and and my journey of pursuing faith. Um, so so about eight years ago now, um, I uh, I had I got in an accident. I was in uh, I was on a side by side at work um, and fell off the back of it and I ended up uh, fracturing my wrist and then I uh, sprained this one. And I thought, ah, I'm in college, this is no big deal. It's not going to be an issue. Um, but uh, I medically, I've understood that if you fracture something, it can cause a lot more damage than breaking it. Um, so time goes on, and um, 
shortly after that, I started to have a lot of issues with my wrist, pain, frustration. And I was used to be super into weightlifting. I'm, I'm not so much anymore. Um, but, uh, trying to get there, trying to get there. Okay. Um, but the dad bot is real. Um, so, uh, anyways, I'm, uh, I'm trying to, <laughs> amen. amen. <laughs> um, so, uh, anyways, I, I slowly but surely just started to experience just, um, pain in my wrist and the frustration of it and, uh, got to the point where just weightlifting became super difficult for me. I had to wear braces and had issues with it. And, um, it was probably about three years ago now, um, that I started to grow a cyst. I had a cyst on my wrist is what I call it. Um, and so, um, I it just grew this mass. Um, it was like the size of a small grape, um, on my wrist and caused even more issues with my wrist. And, um, anyways, I, I'd love to say that in this journey, I've, I've been a person of faith over these eight years, but it's really not been until the last maybe three, four years that I've really started to seek this thing out, to see this thing healed. Um, and, uh, things kind of came and went. Um, it was probably, man, so we moved out here about a year and a half ago. And just prior to that, uh, so about two years ago now, we ended, I ended up having it removed, um, had surgery. I was like, this is going to be the avenue. I'm going to get this thing taken care of. And I had surgery and thought the pain was going to leave. Didn't leave. Um, it still is annoying. And then six months later, it came back. And so, Thank you, $2,000 hospital bill. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, man, it's, it's just being a part of this church. Um, you guys are just some rowdy believers in here who don't want to take no for an answer. No? <laughs> and so, man, you guys have just encouraged me to continue to seek this thing out, to get this thing healed, to get this pain gone. Because God is a healing God, right? Uh, and I have faith in that. And I'm continuing to grow in faith in that. And so um, I remember a few months ago, we had Bethel come into town and, and they were here. And I was like, okay, I'm healing night. Perfect. Um, here's the opportunity, Lord. Let's do this thing. Um, and they had their whole team up here and they were prophesying over specific things they wanted healed. And my thing didn't come up. That was okay. But um, I, ended up, uh, I ended up just going up to a guy. I was the first one. I was like, I got to get up to this guy and ask for healing. And Praise God. Praise God. Um, there was breakthrough. Um, it shrunk. I mean, like, I've honestly never experienced anything personally. It, it shrunk, like, shrunk before me. I didn't even, I was like, are we serious? Because it would, I would bend my wrist, and I could see how high off my wrist it would come off. Um, but I ended up going home, and honestly, was a little bit discouraged, because I'm, I'm thinking, like, is this just the way it's going to be? Is it just going to be a process of me seeing this thing grow and then shrink and then grow and then shrink and then grow and then shrink and just never leave? But I'm encouraged this morning, and I want to encourage you guys that we don't serve a shrinking God. <laughs> we serve a healing God. Amen? And he does not heal in part. He heals in full. <laughs> and so that's been my heart cry in this season is continuing to seek that thing out. And so Katie and I have just been talking about it more and more. And uh, we, we talk about it here and there. Um, she asked me about it, and we pray over it, and we just talking. Um, it's wild. I got to testify to this. It's so wild. <laughs> um, so, so, um, this past week we're sitting and talking and she's like, oh yeah, how's your wrist doing? And I always kind of like flex it and just check it out and, um, show her how high off my wrist it is. Um, most of the time because it's grown and it's just really an irritating thing. Um, we take a look at it 
and all of a sudden, like the thing does not even exist. So it's, I still got a little bit of a bump here. But what's wild is, um, I, I wish Tim was here because I'd love to share with him. I wasn't even seeking anything out this last week. And that's the faithfulness of God is he just loves to show up and show off in the moments when we least expect him to do so. <laughs> and so Tim's praying this whole last week and I'm praying over other people and believing that healing is going to come for them. And I go home and I... Uh, <laughs> I not only see this thing shrink again, but I got to testify, like, my pain on my wrist is just gone. It's just gone. It's just gone. It's just gone. And so I, um, yeah, I, uh, I got to do it. I got to push it. I have never been able to do this without any pain. I'll stop there. Just that, That's the muscles that's the issue, not, not because my wrist. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have not been able to do that in eight years without pain. And there's something about the God we serve when we fight for faith, people. When we fight for faith, when we don't give up on believing that he's a faithful God and what he said he would do in our lives, he will be faithful to do. That's when miracles happen. That's when breakthrough happens. And, I, and so this morning, I just want to testify how grateful I am for the opportunity to grow in my faith in this journey. For eight years now, I've been able to grow. The Lord has given me an opportunity to fight and fight and fight and fight. Um, to see the glory of God, the goodness of God realized in my wrist, but throughout my life as well. Um, and so I, uh, man, I feel like there's so much stuff I want to pray over this morning. There's so many opportunities for our church to just be blessed this morning and grow in favor with the Lord. I don't even know what really to speak to at the moment. Um, but um, can I can I have, we'll, we'll close. Can I have ministry teams just come up here? Um, man. Um.